Updating. Five, four, three, two, let's roll! I gotta have like a 40 ounce. I'm ignorant. Call me a hipster. Awful, dude. She doesn't know that. I do community service, but I'll still buy my chicken. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh yeah, you specified. <laughs> hey, what's going on? It is episode 191 of the Hibba Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. Hey, uh, I forgot to ask you on the podcast. I know I asked you in person, but for the benefit of everybody else, what did you say what happened to your cat? I don't remember. You're referring to my cat, Lizard, which uh, my wife went out of town for four days and I lost my cat that she had for 16 years. Yeah, I thought uh, I, I thought I might have brought it up on the podcast, but I don't remember. So just for no. anybody else, who, if you missed it, uh, a couple of weeks before you moved, mm-hmm. you lost your cat. Yep. And then uh, you were sure you were either going to, it was going to come back home or you were going to find it dead somewhere. But then you moved all your furniture in order to move. So. Yeah. Someone said the kindest thing to me, which was they said, hey, listen, I've had a lot of cats die. And when they die, they have the dignity. Like a personal problem. They have the dignity, which is why they're better than dogs. They have the dignity to go somewhere and die. Like a dog will like fall. Dog will like lay on you and then just like vomit himself to death. A cat will be like. Like oh I don't want to I don't want to embarrass anyone I don't want I don't want you to see me without any makeup on like how a woman like I don't want you to see me in this face I, a cat That's will be how like you put it I think a cat's just like hey for the entire existence I haven't wanted anything to do with you so even in death I don't want anything to do no with you. they had the same reason they bury their poop they're like I have dignity yeah. and I don't want you to see me like this I don't want you to see my poop I don't want you to see me like this. So I think my cat went outside to die and or get eaten by a coyote. And that's what I tell the wife. I'm sure of it. Bottom line, you didn't find your cat when you were No. And the, and I I uh I actually had a snafu with Amazon. Well, what if your cat, hold on. What if your cat just envision that your mm. cat is getting off the bus in Hollywood? You know what <laughs> okay. I mean? Like the beginning of uh like of, a normal of, people of, bus uh, with other humans? <laughs> was it, uh, is it Paradise City? No. The beginning of um What's the other guns in the road? Sweet Child of Mine. Like that. How, why does it have to be this? Welcome off to, to the die? jungle, right? When he when he gets off the bus, and he's is like, it? I think, and he's like, what is what is going on here? Yeah, oh, you're right. Why are we going to the Roxy? What do you guys? What's what's waiting for me? So that's what I'm thinking. Happened. Yeah, like he went on like an excursion and just, and then it comes back and it's like, hey guys, my, what if my cat left a note and just like something happened, like we didn't get it? Like, like what if my cat left a note? It's like goodbye, couldn't deal with the pain anymore. It was just too much. It's not you guys, it's me. And then like the gooch just ate it, <laughs> and so we never know. There's that. There's yeah. that. That was my, option A before get my eaten. my wife. Uh, we had a dog um, that we got. We got him from the pound. He was a boxer mastiff mix. Like a Great Dane boxer mastiff monster dog, mm. and she had this elaborate. And this was, she had never seen half baked. But you remember the story that they start telling each other about the dog. You want to hear what I think, man? First of all, to understand what happened to Killer, you got to understand who Killer the dog was. Now Killer was born to a three-legged bitch mother. Ashamed of this man, and then right after that, he's adopted by this man, Tito Leibowitz. He's a small-time gun runner and uh, Rottweiler fight promoter. So he puts Killer into training. Next thing you know, Killer's good. He is damn good. But then he had the fight of his life. Pit him against his brother Nibbles, and Killer said, "No, man, that's my brother. I can't." fight nibbles and he made him fight anyway and the killer killed nibbles the killer said that's it he called off all his fights and he started doing crack and he freaked out and then in a rage My wife had this big elaborate thing she would tell people how like we basically someone who rescued him from like a dog fighting situation and 
So, uh, but yeah. I doubt it. He was yeah. he, he was a lover. There's no way that this dog was uh was ever in any. He didn't have situation. a detroit story. He but yes, he we we did uh, we did have to put him down in our kitchen. We had a, a friend of ours who was an animal control person put him down in our kitchen, and uh, so he didn't hide behind it. In it was your kitchen. I well, I held him. It was because he had to sprawl out. Why'd you put him down in your kitchen? Where else would you like me to do it? The bathroom. Take him to the vet. No, I wanted to do it at the house. What? Because then, like, you know, she just wheeled him away. You had someone come to your house to kill your dog. Yeah. That's I mean, crazy. You, I mean, that's what hospice is. Would you rather die in your own home or die in a hospital bed? I mean, you don't. That's not or how die it works. In a hospital you bed, trick them. Say. That you trick them. You go, hey, we're going to see the guy that that's gives what you we medicine. Did with him. I was petting him, and then she snuck up behind him and stabbed him with a needle. That house call for that a she, dog that, that she miscalculated. So he went down, and then I was like, oh, that's it for him. And then his eye popped, and he tried to get back up again. And I was like, hit him again. You had to step on his neck at that point. <laughs> it, it was kind of like Joe Pesci in a Casino, where I, I took a pen and just stabbed him in the neck until he died. Well, dude, I've we told, had to clean the grout. But <laughs> I've told the story before about the worst job I ever had, which was. Uh, which was when we'd have field dog competitions for field dog trials. So we would sit out in the uh, swampy area or in the in the plains with a blind, and we would shoot a shotgun, and we'd throw a dead duck in the air, and that would simulate a duck getting shot and uh, the sound and the side of it, and the dog would go find that duck. Uh... There were times, I don't know if I told this part of this this tale, There were I was very squeamish about this. I'd never killed anything. I'd never been a hunter. I just didn't want, didn't want much part in that. I wanted to throw, like, fake dead ducks, you know? But they were like, no, it's better if we reuse real ones, like, 13 times. Once they get too maggoty, let me know, and we'll put them in a separate burlap sack full of maggoty ones. So here I am holding this duck. My Subway sandwich is next to me, um, which was kind of a weird thing too because it's like well there's no sinks out here but you know do what you got to do so i'm holding this dead duck i got the shotgun ready it's shotguns on a tripod because sometimes it's not that easy to hold it they had it all set up right it's easier they're like we don't trust this kid with a dead duck let alone a gun so i'm getting ready to throw this duck and the sack full of previously used what, what do they say when something's previously used, what do they say when something? What do they say when something's like a, um, like gently used? Yeah, right. Uh, like when you go, like when you buy something secondhand, they go, it's gently used. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Like, yeah, like you say, dead repurposed, duck. Re- re- yeah, reaper. You say dead duck. I say like uh, repurposed fowl. We found a different use for mm-hmm. your bird. Right. So, what happens to break this down even further is. Since there's different positions in these planes, there's different the, the the dogs would have to go get two or three ducks, right? It wasn't just a one and done duck show. So people that were on the far end would get the sack full of ducks that have been maybe shot and tossed a couple of times. Well, the first duck that the dog got was a real duck. They let it out of a box and they let it go and somebody legitimately shoots that one. Duck ha- dog happily go gets that freshly shot duck and brings it back. That guy throws it in a hopper with a bunch of other, you know, ducks in a bag. That bag gets brought eventually to, say, there's position one, two, and three. That duck that got shot a little bit ago goes to position three. Let's just say that, right? What happens is I'm out there in position three shooting guns, throwing dead ducks. They've been dead for a while. Some of them haven't been. So I'm out there at the blind, and every once in a while, it only happened a handful of times, a duck would just waddle out of that bag. You got a bag full of dead ducks and a duck just walks out of it dude bag of it's ducks. bag of ducks it but here's the thing ducks ducks okay i guess i don't know, birds whatever i know i said a lot but the point is this they didn't tell me i'd have to kill any ducks i didn't want to i wasn't mentally prepared to do that but one of the hillbilly guys that told me he had mouth cancer from chewing tobacco he said the quickest most humane way and there's a long way to get to this part of the story but this is it is to grab it by the neck and just bring it like you were trying to get water out of a towel, just you know, in a clockwise, really fast motion. Uh, so there was a couple times when I had to wait for the duck to come out, and I looked at him, and the duck looked at me, 
And I looked back at the duck, and the duck looked at me. And I was like, dude, don't don't make this harder than it's got to be. Because my gun's on a tripod. I have to tip it over to shoot, and I don't want to shoot anything. So I had to grab these ducks and just... Like, you remember that T.I. song? Well, you probably don't. No. There's a T.I. song where it says, I take my towel and I wave it in there. I had to wave this duck like it was a rally towel. Like it just didn't care. Like, I had to wave that duck like it was a terrible towel. And mm. it's not something I'm proud of. It's not something I ever want to do again, but it, I'll tell you what. When you're in war, sometimes you got to do things like that. Have you ever went on a blind date with a man? Not yet. <laughs> I went... What is a blind date? Can is is can a second date or a second meeting be a blind date if you go somewhere to an event? Say that one more time. Okay, so if you've met someone before, but you didn't, you were you just like were like had a conversation, but you you didn't go somewhere, you didn't go and do something. So the second time you go and you actually do something, you enjoy art, dinner, dancing, whatever. Yeah, me and you went to the movie at one time. So is that a date? Would that it be felt considered- like a date to me. What movie did we go see? We went and saw that movie with uh, Johnny Knoxville where he was pretending to be an old man. Oh, yeah. And his nuts. <laughs> I forgot we went and saw that. <laughs> yeah, that was our mandate. We it was were like howling. Episode like six. So you have gone something. on a date with a man. Yeah. Well, that was one of the few times where it was like, hey, I know this guy a little bit. Let's meet outside oh, of our, yeah, that's our true. normal we, octagon. We, we really didn't uh, we didn't have much access outside of the podcast. No, I answered a call to be on a podcast. I did a few episodes. Oh, probably 10 at that point. Well... So I guess in in my normal form, I went on another uh, podcast date. So Whoa. this 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 is sort of uh, set up for a couple months. Um, it's a good thing you're not, turning not into this yes, way. Dave, because I've turned into no Ben. Well, uh, I I so so weeks ago um, or months ago, there was uh, some talk on uh, on Twitter on on uh, social media about different concerts and music, and we were all talking about music and whatnot. And I got. Uh, you got, some of you may have heard it. I was on a podcast called Musically Meditated. Some of our podcast listeners got a hold of Joe Riley, the guy who runs and, and hosts Musically Meditated, mm. and said, "Hey, uh, Dave likes punk rock music, hardcore music. You should talk to him when you do an episode on on that genre of music." So I went and did that probably like two months ago, and that was I. I basically talked to him on uh, Twitter or Instagram messenger. And he was like, Hey, when can you be here? We scheduled a date. I showed up there. We talked for like half hour beforehand. We laid down a podcast, which was probably like an hour set our goodbyes. And then since then, you know, we just been talking back and forth on social media, not seen him didn't really hang out with him ever, you know, ever since then. I so, went camping with a dude. Right. Yeah. I remember. So yeah, you, you've, you've taken it to the next level. You slept with, with your date. I did. Yeah. So I made our kids go in a different well, tent. I, I maybe I did. Let, wait till you hear the end of the All story. Right. So so anyway, uh, a couple of people uh, were supposed to go to this concert together. We were all talking on on social media and saying, "Hey, there's a show coming up," and that show was uh, Gorilla Biscuits was the headlining band, and then um, Modern Life as War was the uh, the middle band, and then there was an opening act. But those were the two main bands that we were and interested in. This was what venue? This was at the Metro. So this just went down uh, last this past Saturday. So this is weeks ago. I bought two tickets at the time, and I always do this. Um, I'm always afraid to buy one ticket. Um, you can't buy one ticket. Yeah, so then I'm in a situation where I'm like, well, I'll buy two, and I'll eventually be able to convince somebody to go. Dude, if you buy one ticket, you'll forget to go. Well, so some of the other people on Twitter were like, hey, we're buying tickets. And I'm like, well, I'll do my thing. You do your thing. And uh, so I'll be worried about mine. But I bought two tickets just in case because I was like, I really don't know these guys. So I will have a second ticket to bring somebody I'm friends with personally. And that way it's a, it's a buffer. Well, what ended up happening is, if you remember, I got forced to go to a Dave Matthews tribute band concert with my friend Adam. He was like, oh, you got to go. It's it's awesome. I'm like, no, it's not awesome. But he browbeat me into going and uh, I had floated. So I don't I was remember like, you going to that. Yeah, I remember. Was, was that crash? I saw your wife there. It was at the in Highland at the... Um, Oh, yeah. Whatever that, uh, what's that place called? See, I just focused on the point that I played live music and everybody just went to see other bands <laughs> beside me. I saw your band too, but yeah. I did at least. All I can tell you no, about No, Crash, that. they're good. They weren't good. I mean, but anyway, yeah. I went to see this act and um, I I suffered through it. And I was like, hey, listen, so the deal is if I do this, you have to go to whatever concert. Because he, he's really into Dave Matthews' band. And he's also into this Dave Matthews tribute band. 
That makes sense. So I said, I need, I want you to see what I do and what I'm into and, 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 and the kind of stuff that I like. You and Adam. Yeah. So Adam agrees. Yes, I will go to any concert. You pick it um, <laughs> and I'll go. Well, I bought the tickets weeks ago or months ago and I just assumed I'll let him know when the time is right. You know, he, he, he he's flexible enough in his job where he can get the time off if he needed to really switch or whatever. So I wasn't worried about that. Yeah, but it's Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Well, that, that wasn't even on the table yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I, ne- I didn't even think about that part of it. I I waited to the last minute and I was like, hey, are you, you're, you now you promised you'd go to this show. And unfortunately, this show was a, a one o'clock in the afternoon matinee um, downtown and, and he had a, a prior and his, his kid was in, had like a volleyball game or something. So at that point, I was in a scramble because I'm like, well, Keith, one of the other guys who had gr- agreed to go, he couldn't go. He backed out. So he sold his ticket to mm. Joe. So now it's just me and Joe. And I'm like, I don't really know Joe. I, I mean, I have a problem going with him, but I had this other ticket. So I start calling everybody. I called you. You're like, nah, I can't do it Saturday afternoon. Like, mm. this is not going to work out. Yeah. I, 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 well, it's like, there's like the one or two in the afternoon. It, How do, who does that? It's really unimportant where you ended up in well, the lineup of me, how many people I called and where you were. It's important to me because hardcore music is supposed to happen at a hardcore time. Well, I mean, that's what you think. I, like, I don't, you don't I, I would you don't, assume that. You, you would don't think. have tea and strumpets and do hardcore at brunch. I would I would agree. I would agree that that, that's, that was my thought process. So long story short, every single person was like, no way in hell. But Not, the point I, is, I don't want to go see any of those bands, and I don't want to go in the middle of the <sighs> afternoon, and I don't want to go on a Saturday, and it's like, like a dreary day. My and, point is, if you're playing at one and you're hardcore, whoever's playing after you, those dudes are super hardcore. So I then tried to convince my wife to let me take my son, who's 13, going to be 14, and she's like, no, you can't take him. It's, it's just too aggressive. Like, I don't I don't really want him going there. You know, these concerts <laughs> that you go to are, they're not really like... Yeah. They're not regulated like normal concerts where there's like proper security. Like if you went to a, 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 a like in her mind, Wrigley Field to see Foo Fighters, you know, there's uh, two security per each right, guest. Right. So she's just like, you're going to want to like drink. And I'm like, no, it's a, it's a straight edge show. So like there's probably not even me drinking, like, what? you know, whatever. And she's like, yeah, no, he's not going. So um, myself and Joe, he came here and we drove and the the roads were so backed up. And it was like one of the games when the Cubs was gonna, were, were playing to get into that wild card mm. spot, which I didn't know. So it took us two hours to get up to Wrigleyville from here. Um, and, dude, we, we had an awesome conversation, enjoyed the ride, enjoyed the company, didn't really listen to music, just had it in the background. Went, got to the show, and I was the same way. I was like, dude, it's 1 o'clock. I'm 40-some years old. Like, I don't know, you know, how hardcore can this be? And because you're thinking you're going to go in, you're going to rock out for two, three hours and you're going to come out and it's still going to be daytime. There's that. That's just not, I've never, it's, it's how, yeah, like, it does seem odd to I've, me. But, but you've gone to outside venue, you know, like, um, yeah, like all day shows in yeah. the middle of the, but so they start early and go till nighttime to get, yeah, what, but, what time is this going to wrap up? Three thirty, So like one to three thirty, four o'clock, whatever, like right around there. I don't understand that. Well, the, the, the thing is, is if you're outside for a concert, it's, daylight the whole time you don't lose where you're at but when you're inside the metro you're used to being inside the metro at nighttime so you sort of lose time a little bit is this like, because somebody is this because crash was playing at nighttime at no, metro no so and and i never really got to why i think they ended up playing in, in, like they they drove somewhere else and played at night so this was an opportunity for them to hit chicago on the way through somewhere else and, and get it done and it was an all-ages show so um, you know, it's fine or whatever. But even they were talking about it like, yeah, it's a matinee show. Like we, we really don't, we're not used to doing those. I can't believe the Metro just lets like, well, it'd be like a lifelong dream of mine to play at the Metro. And these guys are like, we'll stop there on the way to our well, other show. It's well, so odd. Well, one me. of the things my wife was asking me, she's like, so like, what did you talk about? And I was like, well, I mean, we just like talked about whatever. And she's like, well, did you ask him this? And did you ask him that? I was like, well, I wasn't like on a proper date. So no, I, I didn't ask him any of those things. Hmm. I didn't care about did you any open of the that. door for him. <laughs> right. So she, she, we got in the concert and both of us agreed. Like I was like, Hey, it's just, it's too much on the, on the main floor and I got to work tomorrow. And you know, I got, I got, I got a straight job. I can't get hurt. Like, I'm not going to be in the pit. Yes. You opted out of the pit. I did. So he goes, yeah, no, I'm thinking the same thing. And we, we got in there and we grabbed a beer, uh, where all the, uh, the beer drinking people were like pretty much, you know, the older people were upstairs. Hmm. 
and he grabs uh if you've ever been to the metro there's there's an upstairs bar and then there's a rail that goes all the way around and he's like hey this is the prime spot you got to have your you got to be on the rail because if not sure. especially me cuz the rail shorter, spot's great you know, uh, you're not gonna be able to see. So you gotta go what happened downstairs. was he got up on the rail and then I got right behind him. And when he wanted to switch out to go to the bathroom or grab a beer, I would have to slide in like, and he would, you know what I mean? Cause people will fill that gap immediately. Oh, you can't just leave a gap. Yeah. So, um, my wife was like, well, what would you guys talk about at the concert? I was like, I didn't say, I didn't say more than one word to him, which was like, Hey, I have to go to the bathroom or he's got to, Hey, jump in the spot real quick or grab a beer. And what is there to talk about at a concert, even between when the it's bands to talk are playing? Over like, shit as well. Yeah, but I, I look at my wife when she goes to a concert. Like I said, she could be at like Wrigley or one of these big places where a huge and and you're so far away, you could have a conversation. Like if you're in the metro, you are in the metro. Like there's no way of every. It's as loud in any corner mm-hmm. of that place as it is yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, you have to go like to the stairs. But she was she wasn't she was more concerned as of like, well, why wouldn't you try to like have the music as the background and, and, you know, have this great conversation. Well, that didn't know what you're there for. But a couple of things I want to cover real quick. Uh, superfluous to me and him being there. This in the mat, in the matinee, I was, I was surprised. I was like, ah, how's this going to go down? And, and I'll tell you, it, it was, it was awesome. It was probably one of the best shows I've seen. And it being that it's been a while, I, I probably have that, like, you know, that fairy dust on it where I'm like, wow, yeah. this was, this was just amazing. But um, I have to go back, and I, before you guys say it, like I was like, hey, I, I'm, I, I don't want to wear concert shirts, and I'm too old, and I don't want to go to shows. Isn't and that and... a bitch? What? Like that you have to think about that stuff? That like, I've already you, said like... this to everybody, and now I have to go back and, and say, listen, I, I'm an idiot. I, I, I do like, <laughs> I, well, I enjoyed myself, and I feel guilty that I said and that. And not only that, but like when you do something like like when you remove yourself from a scene or a situation for a while you can then sit back and judge it from Mount Pius then when you get back into that scene you go oh well i mean what do, you don't want to be that that full 180 version of what you right. from where you just the perspective just was like you go like I don't wear concert shirts anymore. It's just stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> then you go to the show and you go, "What am I walking out with one over each shoulder?" Yeah, but then what do you go? What are you supposed to do? Like wear like a polo? You know what I mean? Like no, no, I, I, I didn't wear. I, I wore a, I wore a Hayman Man hooded sweatshirt to the show, but yeah. I, I walked out with two concert shirts. I bought two because I was like, I got to support these bands. You know, yeah, they're, they're out there giving it. They're all at one o'clock in the afternoon. But one thing I will tell you about this. So at a hardcore show or at these punk shows, usually there's no, and and this was no different even for the Metro, there's no security. Like they have their staff security who's outside, but usually there's like a, uh, a, a gate between the stage and then there's security guards. So people that try to get over the gate, they, they keep them from getting up on the stage and getting yeah. toward the musicians. Well, the musicians were like, Hey, there's a little we, buffer. Yeah. We don't want the gate. And we know you've paid your security, like union people or whatever for today. There's going to be a concert after ours. Let them work that. We don't want any security. We don't want anything. And because of that, um, that's this a, is, this that's is what happens at these shows. Thing. This always happens at, at these kind of at these at these like punk or hardcore shows. The fans are just as in like the singer. Like people get up on stage and literally take the microphone. They'll sing with the singer and then take it from I him. I saw a quick video you posted. And there's people jumping all the stage, and I was like, "What is going?" It it was it was mass hysteria, mass hysteria. But everybody was having a great time, and um, like a lot of like Gorilla Biscuits, for example, they're is this a band you like? Yeah. Gorilla okay. B- so Gorilla Biscuits is old. They're older, like, you know, 80s. And okay. so uh, that Modern Life as War is more of a, a more contemporary band who is still, like, putting out new stuff. And, and, and so they're, they're a little bit younger and have a younger fan base. So who are these people jumping on stage? How, what, what's the demo? I would say probably mid-30s. Okay. So like my age. Yeah, or, or, uh, a little bit younger than you. But, like, okay. I would say 32 to 35. And they're jumping on stage and, and, and younger, but they're yeah. doing but they're doing the damn thing like like it was nineteen ninety six. Dude, the craziest part is is like so usually venues would keep you from stage diving because the you know the legality of you getting hurt or the yeah. li- excuse me the liability. Um, there were several three hundred plus dudes that stage dive. Uh, one guy we watched do it three times, and every time people moved out of the way, and he ate the floor. One time he's he like grabbing his jaw. He was dressed like Cartman. He had like the little hat on, and he was just round as could be. And I was like, he, I was like, dude. I mean, 
he went to one side of the stage and you could see the crowd like uh uh-uh, uh like like please no, go thank to the you. other side of the stage. So uh so, but these people like in their thirties they're like they have to go back to their job as being accountants or whatever. Uh, yeah. Well upstairs was guys like my, oh, my age kid, and older than 40, 40 to fifty. But if they were employed. Forty to fifty two Guys that were around when Gorilla Biscuits first started were like, I saw Gorilla Biscuits in 1984. And, but you, know, you don't enjoy it the way you used to. You hang out upstairs. Which is a different experience, something I'm not used to. But I'll tell you what, it's better. Yeah, but... It's better. But the hardcore people are upstairs not doing what Gorilla Biscuits need them to do. No, no, no. no. I, I think it's... So, basically, what I, what I took from this is now you have people... That grew up in this scene. So this is where it gets better. A lot of people brought their kids. Your kids, like, your kids' age, all the way to my kids' age. Okay. Um, and so Gorilla Biscuits, for example, were like, hey, put your kids up on the stage. So there's a lot of bad parents. Put here. your kids up on the stage. We don't want anybody to get hurt. They let the kids stand by the, with the band, like, behind the band on the side because they didn't want anyone really? to get knocked down or hurt. And they were like, they let some of the kids count some stuff off and they let some of the kids, I mean, you're not leaving them up there with the guys. You could see them. They're right there on the stage. That's too far. And at me. one point a kid is probably like nine stage dove and got carried around the entire crowd and put back on the stage. And, Holy shit. But it was like a big, it was, it, I mean, it sounds all more... positive, all unity for as violent as it was, or for as aggressive as it was, dude, one of the most like, uplifting experiences you're making it sound communal it was and that's what the scene is all about anyway that scene specifically wow you know, but um the gorilla biscuits yeah gorilla biscuits dang man that's crazy and then uh then we left and uh we and the uh, sun drove was two shining? hours home yeah some well it was like overcast hmm. but i well this is the best part i came out and so the, the the song ends the last song ends they go like hey we don't how'd you meet do up an encore them? You stayed together. The whole I time. turn around and he's gone, right? So I just walk out and I'm like, whatever. I go and I, I think I bought another T-shirt and then I texted him. I'm like, hey, where are you at? And he's like, I'm across the street. You know, there's a little hot dog place across the street yeah, from the metro. Yeah. He's like, I'm eating a hot dog. So I come out and he's already halfway eating a hot dog and drinking. And he's talking on the phone to somebody. So I was telling my wife. She goes, so when you know what happened when you guys left? I was like, well, he he left like during the the last song. Like, he he he. He was he left. He went to go eat a hot Gotta dog. Beat the crowd. She was so she was so blown. Like, well, I mean, you didn't stay together. Like, what happened? Like, no, we didn't stay together. He's a grown ass man. If I would have walked out and he wouldn't have been there, I'd have given two calls. If I didn't get here back from, him, I'm getting in my car and leaving. He's staying in the city. I yeah. don't know what to tell you, dude. It's so weird how like. And I guarantee he would have been like he would have understood because I would have figured he just either hooked up with somebody, saw somebody he knew, and was like, hey, later. Dude, I was going to get a ride home with you, but the Gorilla Biscuits want me to like <laughs> do their evening show with them or something. Need me to carry some amps to uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Dude, it's it's and that's the reason why I think maybe more women should be in more important decision-making spots because they agonize over those details more. I don't and, know. Maybe that's not my experience because my wife is just like one of those, you know, good-time Johnnies where like whatever's happening, like I'll just glom onto that. She does not plan she the, the plan bushing she does but yeah outside of that she's super impulsive where i'm very regimented so in our relationship it's, it's just completely the opposite hmm. i wouldn't i was so far listen i drove not only did i drive to the city i paid to park in some random ass lot where i left my you know my car with somebody that i didn't even know if it, was, it was a real a parking game lot too? that means yeah. it's like well again i didn't check the schedule so i was all the way up uh we parked at this uh, horace greeley elementary no, that school screws up everything where a guy sold me a ticket and goes yeah you could park there for 30 bucks and i'm like i don't even know if this is a legitimate parking space he's if i come back guy. yeah he's just some, some yeah. guy no it's brutal um last time i went to a cubs oh no i went to see fish at wrigley and we parked like in a lady's garage. Mm-hmm. Like they just rent. That's how the part of their income. Is and you just rent. have to keep your fingers crossed that she's awake to open the garage. when they, you Yeah. Yeah. You just hope like you don't have to knock on her door and get a hold of her <laughs> later. And she's like, ah, she's knee deep into like, S, you know, CSI. So, so again, for me, man, I, I'm, I'm going to give myself credit in the fact that I, I traveled somewhere because she was like, how are you going to go somewhere with someone you don't know? I was like, well, I mean, I'm going to a concert, so it's not like we're going to dinner. No. I don't have to talk to him. Like we're going to a concert and, and I enjoyed hanging out with him when we did the podcast and I was like, he's a good dude. So, but this yeah. is how friends apparently are going to be made from here forward for it's the me. new way to do it. I, I absolutely, but you know what? There's a line from, uh, I'm but, open. I'm letting all, you know, like you, you, you want to invite me somewhere. Uh, let's do this. Let's do this thing. Yeah. No, there's a line from, uh, Billy Crystal's movie. I need Mr. some new friends. You get some new friends. <laughs> 
It's a good idea. I'm trying. No, I think you should. I think that's how that's how they're made now. My public service announcement. You just uh, meet them online and say, "Let's go to a show at 1 p.m." Yeah. Have lemonade. Wow. Oh, I'm just. You know what? I, my wife. I tried to back out. Like in my mind, like as days were approaching, it was one of those things where I bought the tickets months ago and I was super excited to go. I'm like. Gorilla Biscuits is a is a group that I wanted to knock off my list for many years, and they, they weren't really active. And that like all of a sudden, see, I was playing. wondering if you just picked one out of like thin air. No, and then well, so and then um, Modern Life is War too. I was like, that's that's a newer band that I'm, I'm not really into lot, too much contemporary music, but you know they're both playing together. This is going to be cool. So it ended up working out. Um, but I tried. I was going to back out in my mind up until like. I was hoping I'd call Joe and he'd be like, yeah, something came up and it's a one o'clock show. Like I'm not going to do it. But then when I actually, I was so happy and I'm still so happy that I went, it was, it was by far one of the the best concert experiences I've had in the last two months. You've credited floating to your No, you've credited that. No, you. And I, and then I, I co-signed it though. I've credited floating to your change a lot. Mm. Do you think there's something else? No. That's it. No, <laughs> just floating. I don't know what it is, man. I, yes, I do. I think that uh, floating, maybe just because you brought it up, and maybe it has nothing to do with it. But mm, that's the, I, the floating, just the part of like, okay, I told myself years ago I would never spend another dollar on a tattoo, mm-hmm. and yet I have more tattoos now. So you know what I mean? What's like, up? I don't think it's. I hate to use the word midlife crisis because I feel like I'm far past my midlife and right, right. I don't think it's a crisis. I just, I, 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 I'm just becoming, I feel like I'm like, I'm sure enough of myself that I'm going to be myself again. Hmm. You know what I mean? I'm confident to where I'm like the people I work with, the people that I associate with. It's almost like, you know, when they go, like, people get, like, old people, man, they don't give a fuck. Like, you'll say whatever, they'll do whatever. Yeah. I mean, when you're a professional person, you, you can't do that yet. You can only, you have to wait to retirement for that. Ugh, but But the other part of it is just going, like, um, I've already made the friends I'm going to make. The people who don't like me already don't like me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, might as well, might as well just be me. So, I don't know. And that's something newer? Yeah, because I think that for the longest time I was uh, I was resisting, um, you know, I was I was more in 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 parent mode, and now I'm just more like I'm coming I'm I'm trying to be more in maybe that's for me. it a little bit, like you know? you're you're needed less in in different kind of capacities. Probably. you know yeah. what I mean. The reason I ask is because like I like to dig in on some of this stuff and figure it out because I figure a lot of the people that listen to us are similar walks of life, not not all the exact same age and whatever, but. I always like to dig down on like that kind of like mindset thing because we talked before about like the 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 pendulum swinging. Like when I got on the show, I was like a happy Labrador, like just excited to make jokes and like like and the the material we look up to do the show it has changed. Like I used to look up certain things to get material for the show, and now I don't. The pendulum swung. Well, I almost feel like I've like capped out. Like I need to reboot. I need to like, like totally like reboot. Like think about it. Like since we started doing the show, like I got into like yoga, meditating, like try to do jujitsu before I got hurt. I've done a bunch of things to try to be like, to try to like evolve and be more like in the moment. But I'm, I'm arguably more miserable than I've ever been. So maybe like me being like, almost like, uh, it's almost like, like that fighter who like just naturally has like a good right hand. And if without any training, he will connect with that right hand. He'll knock somebody mm-hmm. out. You've been so that guy starts training on his footwork and his jab, and he sort of loses what made him good. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I almost need to reboot. Like I need to uh, like stop med. Like I almost think all the things I've been doing to improve, I need to cut all of it out and just go back to like reset my mind eight years or something. I think that it's just the opposite. When we started doing the podcast, you know, your kids were, I mean, I, I try to remember what year you showed up here, 2013. I think my son was like three. I think I had like a three and a one year old. Whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were so again, I mean, it was just the interaction that you have with them wasn't like, now they have their own personalities and now there's so much more responsibility as a father. You you have to be involved in all this stuff and do this, 
you know, your daughter's homework and then do your son's homework and make yeah. sure this is done. And then, you know, your wife needs you to do this and you're fixing this and you're getting ready to move. And there's so much other stuff where like, okay, one of the biggest things, um, a guy I work with will always complain. I'll be like, oh, who say like, what'd you do this weekend? I'll be like, oh, I sat around and I was like, I worked on my bass amp and then like I, I, I messed around <laughs> with my guitar for a little bit. And then I, I went and rode bikes with Adam and then I did this and I did yeah. that. That sounds like um, the people I know without kids. Yeah, and, and and he and he will like, oh well, you know what? I I had to rake leaves into a pile, and then I burned that pile, and then like I started taking <laughs> apart my deck because, uh, you know, my my pool deck was rotten, and I'm thinking of you know next year I'm gonna have to rebuild the whole thing, and and then I'll be like, well, hey, you know, you're maybe like you want to catch asleep a beer? Yeah, he's like, telling you this story. Well, you want to like maybe get a beer this week or something? And he's like, oh well, I don't have time because I got to go home and I got to clean my garage, and you know the toilets is making this weird noise. I'm like, you don't have to do any of that. Hmm. You know, like when people say, I used to read a ton and people go like, where do you find time to read? I have no time. No, you have time. You just prioritize differently. You decided to rake the leaves. I came home today and I, I picked up my daughter at school at like 4.05. I came home. I knew I had to mow the lawn. So what I did was I told my son, I said, hey, my daughter has to read like three of these like intro, you know, level one books or whatever. Um, she's going to read them to you. Uh, you know how to read, so sit with her and let her read these stupid books. And you mm. know what I did? I came down here and I beat some drums. Did you? I played drums for about uh, 25 minutes. So the whole kit's together now, and it's yeah. a raucous affair. Then I went upstairs, I mowed the front lawn, and I said, you know what? I don't want to mow the back lawn. So I told my son, I said, hey, what? go mow the back lawn. Um, and I came downstairs, and I started, I took the bass amp apart, and I needed to So fix you're just some farming wiring. workout to your son. That's the answer. It's not about farming. So I got a couple workout. years before I can put him I mean, to work more. Yeah, I mean, my son's a lot older than yours, but I, th- the fact of the matter is, is I go like, it's time for me again. Mm. And my son is old enough to, to do a That's lot of stuff. That's where my misery is coming from. And well, my wife now is allowing our son to watch our daughter, like I've said on the podcast before. So yeah. it's like we're not. We were always used to be a slave to my mom or babysitters or like, hey, you know, when can we find those people? We've asked too many times. We're just gonna stay home. Yep. And now we're like, hey, dude, you're you're. We pay him, and he babysits, and it's all in house. So there's just a lot less stress. I gotta throw money and that. other people at the problem. <laughs> I mean, if that's how you want to put it, but well, it sounds like it's pretty sweet. I can do that, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I think that you gotta you gotta. The small stuff matters. And and I will tell you this. I have never been more excited to go to another show. And, I, and again, I hate dragging my ass to the city. I hate going to live performances yeah. because of the hullabaloo and, and, you know, being with a lot of people and, and, and just, it's just, it's just a lot. And most people are like, I don't know what you're saying, but I, I feel like it's a lot to drive mm. to the city then have to worry about, okay, go to the concert. Then we're going to have to eat in the city. Then we're going to have to find somewhere to have drinks. Then we're going to have to drive home. It's just a long day. It's like yeah. it's like traveling. When you spend your first day traveling to Florida in the airport, like you get up super early, go to the airport, you sit in the airport for two hours, wait to board your plane, sit on the plane for two and a half hours, get off the plane. You know what I mean? And then it's like you want to just chill well, out for the well, rest of your first day. Well, that's how people go crazy like Kanye West because you just got a limo everywhere you go. Like someone drives you. There's no stress anywhere you go. Your your mind's free to be as crazy as it wants but, to be. But it never has to focus on what still, it's got to do. For you me can just though, be crazy. the stress isn't necessarily in the travel or any of that. It's just in the having something on my plate. Like right now, I think the next thing on my uh, my phone calendar, we have like a Google calendar that we all share in our family. It could be like, hey, three weeks from now, I have a dentist appointment, and I'm already dreading. I'm like, fuck, I got that fucking dentist appointment. Three. Mm. I will, I will every day. I'll be like, I gotta get that, I gotta get that filling. I gotta get that filling. You three, look for three that, weeks that far ahead. Yeah, because I almost feel like the calendar. I'd rather have somebody just sneak up on me and go, hey, dude, you got to be at the dentist in 25 minutes, and me be like, oh my god, yeah. Rather than have me linger, you know, yeah. That's just my crazy brain, but I, I just get so fixated on. Because my wife's always like, well, would you rather just like sit at home and stare at the wall? I'm like, kind of, because it's just I don't have to do anything. You know what I mean? I just, it's sick, but I'm 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 coming out of that. Is what I'm what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe I just gotta hang on. You just yeah, I don't know, man. Just gotta hang on. And get speaking of dentist though, dude, I took my kid to the dentist the other day. He had to get he had like a three week thing where he had to go get a filling. The next week, get another filling. 
what happened was I nobody cares about this part, but I eventually like I let, started letting him brush his teeth himself a little bit, and I was like, yeah, he's getting older, like working out. You know what I mean? I was like, he's getting older. He can do it. So I'd watch him do it. And then eventually I just said, go brush your teeth. Yeah. Six months later. Um, <laughs> hey, you got to do like a ton of stuff to your teeth. So went and, and had him get the work done. And it, it reminded me of like Aquatots because this was like he had to get like a cap. Like it was a little bigger. Mm. Reminded me when I took him to swimming lessons and I just like paced in front of the glass and stared. And the poor like the poor like swimming instructors were like, we're doing a good job. Like show your dad you're happy. And I'm just pacing. <laughs> Like, 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 uh, putting my hand, like where my gun would be. Mm. So, uh, I, I hit, took him to do that the other day at the dentist and, uh, had this funny thought because they give them gel on their gum to make it numb for the, for the pinch when they put the shot of Novocaine in there. And he gets the, when I was a kid, we used to call it the, the bozo nose. Yeah. The yeah. bozo nose, the gas. So he got the gas and the shot. So he was numb as can be. And, uh. Getting kids high at the dentist is a really good indicator of what kind of drunk they're going to be, I decided. Dude, my son, he was on Novocaine and gas for like three minutes and was instantly like trying to get out of his chair. They kept saying, hey, stop talking. He was like, hey, pointing at stuff. Like they would take all stuff out of his mouth and say, what is it? And he'd be like, that light looks like a monkey. Like he was constantly making jokes, like trying to make people laugh. Like he was being silly. Uh, I feel like I could have called that. <laughs> dude he was like so like everybody listening he's like that makes a, makes a little bit oh of sense. my god he was doing like a dance for the, not a physical dance but he was like being silly like did he do that farley down by the river i mean <laughs> yeah he was like he was like roll the doobies no but he did that he, just so you would do that he's in the chair and uh they're spraying him with water and he's like spitting it out like 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 he's a kid fountain spitting it all over the like spitting it on the dentist on the assistant he turned in to fucking Frank the Tank, dude. He was he was in full blown like party mode. And my kid's a pretty mild mannered, <laughs> like, like Jackie Mason. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty. Um, my son is not real type A. He's really more like worries about other. He's sensitive. He worries about other people. He's not like aggressive. But you get a little bit of bozo nose on this kid, <laughs> and all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, we should do push ups." And uh, hey, he's starting to do like that. Remember Karate Kid two? When he did yes. that thing with the paddle, he was like yes. doing, stood up and was doing that with his dung. Like, dude, yeah, I'm telling you, he became insane. But but it made me freak out because I was like, okay, my daughter's five. <clears throat> She's going to be six pretty soon. When she has to eventually go in and do some work, I'm more worried about what kind of drunk she's going to be. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, if my son turns into Frank the Tank, that's great. But they, they give my daughter two minutes on the bozo nose, and she starts, like, grabbing the dentist by the arm and goes, ooh, someone's been working out. It's going to freak me out. What's what's a good kind of drunk for anyone? Give me, give me, tell me what you think a good drunk is for a man I and think, a good drunk is for a woman. Well, depending on the perspective. Like, it's my I'm daughter. you your perspective. I want my daughter to be the kind of drunk that has one too many and goes, you know what? The Crow is really not that good of a movie. Like, everybody loves it because they're just like, oh, The Cure is good, and, and I just love wearing makeup, and then falls asleep. That's the kind of drunk I want her to be. I don't want her to be the kind of drunk that's be like, this place is really nice. This is awesome. It's hot in here. Woo! And starts, like, throwing stuff above her head. I don't want her to, to be... I can't uh, even... <laughs> yeah, you guys, like, say... I came like, this Winnebago because you promised me I'd get one of those cool shirts... <laughs> you guys said like uh, Sailor Moon's my favorite cartoon and yours too. Like I just didn't. I I just freak out. Like I was. He can be Frank the Tank, but if she's Francesca the Tank, mm. like I don't know. It's just I'm already. It's like lockdown. You know what I mean? Which they know the lockdown's coming. Makes them more Francesca the Tank. Would you consider getting your kids into hardcore straight edge music at this age? And yeah, just inundating them with the the hardcore ethos. Maybe, you know. like, when my daughter gets a cap done, they should play Gorilla Biscuits. And she's like, this band is awesome. Like, you know they don't do drugs, right? Like, like just sort of, like, embedded in deep. And, like, later, like, I won't tell her. And then later on, we'll play that in the car. And she'll be like, I really like this music. And I'm like, good. Good. There you go. That's, that's, the key. that's the key to success. Second thing I observed about the dentist is, have you ever noticed how concise the dentists speak to their assistants? Not until you just mentioned it, but I Dude, guess you're right. Okay, say you're getting a filling or whatever. They got this mask on. And Occlusal yeah. two by a cuspid on the left side. Yeah, yeah. And that's a lengthy transmission for them. Yeah. They'll be like, they'll basically like, okay, they'll have to say like, 
okay, we need to do a filling on this tooth. We're going to need this color. Go ahead and get this frame. But they'll go, yeah, bicuspid with two on the in a, uh, frame side. And the woman comes back with 14 contraptions. She's got, like, filling. She's got that weird little blue light with mm-hmm. the orange thing. Um, she comes back with 14 tools to do two teeth. And he went, like, yeah, six bilateral on one side. And I was like, how... How do they communicate that effectively, and how do we teach people to do that? Now, if you could teach someone to speak in that much of a shorthand, other than the obvious answer, which is like me, like who else would you teach being to speak com- that way? Being comfortable in the dentist's office is is imperative for 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 to be in the dentist's office. So they must teach in dental school like this gentle speak, <laughs> right, right, right. You know because you. You can't, uh, you could totally change the atmosphere if your dentist was like, you know, like in your face or like a loud, obnoxious or even whiny or complainy. They're almost like, I, I don't even know what, like, like, I don't want to say it's like, like I said, like when you think, of, I, I don't let even me give you two, it. let me give Go you ahead. two examples. Example one is I have, uh, two cavities in the back. Ain't looking good. These teeth may have to go, right? Okay. Now, here's the first way you say it. You go, okay, right side, bilateral, get the number six. And I go, all right. I'm a little bit nervous, you know what I mean? Because I came in, I go there, uh, oh, man, I hope this works out. But this guy's good. I trust him. Like, hopefully, there's a chance we can save this tooth and it won't be a big deal. Plan B, without the proper dental training and the shorthand speak, hey, give me the, oh, my, that, Fuck, that looks bad. Give me the big one. Give me the big one and bring extra gauze because this dude's going to bleed like crazy. Yeah. Well, that's what he said the first time, but with the shorthand. In like the best he, case scenario, it's just some booger material on that tooth. I'm not yeah. really sure. Let me get the scraper and get that off, and then uh, we'll take another x ray. Get, get the big one that looks like a medieval uh, torture chair. Get that one. Bring that one in. Well, the, and, uh, the other the other thing is, hey, uh, uh, bring as much red gauze as you have. This dude's blood is everywhere. You have to be a seven or above to be a hygienist or any like work in that in that realm. And if you're a because four I think under, it, I it makes my hatred toward you. <laughs> well, I'm just exponentially I, worse. I just feel like you normally find like the old school flight attendant. Like you know, at some point, flight attendants were like. We can't hold women to this standard anymore. It's just not fair. That's not the the image we want, and and, and we need to be more inclusive. And then the people that, have to the people Barbie that used to, to choose yeah. who could and couldn't be flight attendants now move to the dentist. You know, now they're working in, in hiring dentist uh, dental assistants. But if you recall, we've brought up in the past. I don't want anyone that's a six or above working on my teeth because I already feel like a bad everyone person. has bad teeth. Everyone has. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody's mouth is good. Some people's mouth are horrible, but everybody's mouth is bad. But, and, like, I don't think I routinely have awful breath, but I guarantee when you're right up in my shit. And they're like, scraping stuff out of you're your scraping gum scraping the crud out of it. But, the, you know, those, those chicks are like, <laughs> you never, saw... when's the last time you saw a male hygienist? Tell me, I, I want, want anybody to tell me if they've ever seen a male hygienist. That's never occurred. Why? Um, I thought it was just an elaborate plot to shame me. I, I mean, I, I, how uncomfortable would you be with a male hygienist? I knew a bartender once who was, you know, fairly good looking. She wasn't hard on the eyeballs, right? She did okay for herself. She had a very handsome lumberjack of a fiance. And uh, she had told me like, yeah, I finished school. Like my dental, I'm ready to be like a dental hygienist now. I finally finished. I don't have to sling these brews anymore. And I remember going like, you shouldn't do that. Because anyone that has you, like looking at their mouth, they're they're gonna leave with a serious. They're gonna need a psychiatrist. They're gonna need a therapist. Like their their self esteem is gonna be so through the basement that you know. I here's the thing. I if if you look like uh, the stereotypical like nun from elementary school, like like mean and cold and frigid. I don't want you messing with my teeth because I'm already Listen, in a bad mood. I'm not asking for Cindy Crawford to clean your teeth, but I want someone that's I want a, a dentist with a with a Sure, steady hand with a with an, a mild voice, and, and no a nice facial smile. hair. I, I, I need no my I need my dental hygienist. I don't care honestly if my dentist teeth are a little messed up. I'm not that concerned about it. But the hygienist whose job sure. is to clean your teeth and make your teeth sparkly white, she better come correct. 
it, and I've never seen it not that not not be the case. A dental hygienist should be between a four and a six. If she's higher than a six, um, good for her and good for everybody else. But it's a problem for me. She'll probably, if I'm the she'll probably be leaving and going to another. You know, maybe hold hold on to her for very yeah. Long. No, and I know there are good looking dental hygienists, but like I just well, see most of them. Work, I we, can't you, work on my mouth. <laughs> oh, you don't want to do that. I mean. I, I don't know. Some chicks love. My wife loves watching pimple popping videos and like uh, a boil lancing videos on Instagram. Yeah, but they're they don't want to get it on with the dude she, that. My wife would love. So? I don't know if she want. No, I don't know that she wants to follow up <laughs> by making out with the dude that's hey, getting his abscess. After popped. we get that gauze put where it is. Uh, yeah, what are you pa- doing later? Let me pack your fissure with gauze and then. Uh, <laughs> what are you we'll... doing later? Yeah. <laughs> Are you busy? Yeah. Maybe we'll go out to what a restaurant is... so a waitress can eat our hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, what else is about to pop? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so the shorthand, where else would that be useful? Like yeah. who, who, and don't just say me, but who else is so long-winded that you wish they could go to dental school just to learn how to go like, listen, move it, move it. When your wife comes home and tells you the story about her friends, mm. oh, my friend, like, I don't know why she puts up with this, her boyfriend, this, and then starts going on. Don't you? She could just go like, yeah, bad boyfriend, a little, a little obsessive. And you go, hmm, not not working out good. I, You know what? Dude, you could truncate their stories. You could, but I feel like we, we've just, I, I, I often ask people, like, you know, there's these couples that will be like, oh, you know, hey, my wife told me this, or... You have friends of yours that is always like leading a story like, oh, did you know this about this? Or, you know, my wife came home and she, she couldn't believe. We just don't have that kind of, we, we just don't, that doesn't happen in my life anyway. Really? Like I said, I, I've, I've, I've gotten this situation where we've truncated our, our communication down to the bare essentials. You know, mm. it, it's literally the the uh, just the facts. How did you get her to stop telling you all the things you didn't? Because I do hear. that Homer Simpson thing, and my kids do it too, where we go boring in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> we just and then everybody feels bad about themselves and they stop talking. <laughs> that's how our, dude. That's do. how dinner is every day. <laughs> See, my wife does that to me, but I don't return the do you, favor do, enough. Maybe I should just start firing back. Do you ever watch Parks and Rec? Yeah. So you know the character Jeremy Jam, the dentist? I'm like three seasons in, so I don't think so. So he's like the the, the dentist with like the Jew fro? No, I don't. So know like whenever that. whenever he gets in a situation where like he gets his way and someone else doesn't, he goes, you got jammed because his name is Jeremy Jam. Oh, okay. So we all have, you know, you used to send that stupid Jim from the office every time, like that dumb face you'd always text it's me. the best face ever, yeah. Well, we used to, we use a picture of Jam, me and my son. So every time my, my wife is like, oh, this, I have to go back to the store because I forgot this. We're in a race to send her a <laughs> picture of Jeremy Jam. You like, got jammed. Yeah. Non-stop. And that means get caught up in a story you don't care about? No, that just means that you got fucked. Like, either way, we're laughing at your misery. So okay. Uh, okay. that's just that's just how it is around here. It's You want to talk about a harsh crowd. Like I said, I w- my daughter will do the... She'll just start snoring in the middle of your conversation if it's Love not moving it. along. Uh, ob- obviously, they've, they've all saw me do this kind of stuff. but And we all have a good laugh. And then my wife goes, ah, that's hilarious. You guys are jerks. And she just stops telling her story anyway. So mm. it's like, you know. I think I'm so worried about being such a bad listener that, like, when she does offer information, I go, I go, just make, the... dude. You remember, sorry, remember a long time ago I told a story about like when my father-in-law is explaining, no. <laughs> when my father-in-law, great improv, when my father-in-law is explaining a story to me. One time he was explaining how to fix, I think, like plumbing or something, and I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. And I was like, look how dumb your face looks. I was like, yes, like look how remember. like the the face that you make when trying to appear like you're listening and not bored and not stupid is bored and stupid face. I would like somebody to hide in my closet and take pictures of my face as I'm trying to listen to stories around my house. Like, I, and I've also said before, too, like, I don't know what to do with my face when I'm listening. Like, if I'm not actively... So I like grab a water or check my watch. Mm. I can't just stare at you because then I'll be like, oh, like move my lip. I don't have to do with my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like who knows what to do with their face when they're just looking at someone? I don't I, I, like well, 2020 reporters, right? They have that concerned yeah. look and they just go, yeah. hmm. give like little, little affectations, right. little, little like nods to know that they're into it. I can't hide it when I, your when disinterest. I, 
I can't hide my disinterest. Like I try, I can't hide my dumb look on my face when I'm when I don't understand something, and I can't hide my look of disinterest. And I'm aware of it. I mean, it's maybe it's the meditation, but I'm aware. Like oh, you're losing it, you're losing it. It's almost like that movie Inside Out, where there's all those. I mean, you probably never saw it, but there's all these emotions inside the head, and it's sort of like, uh, well, it doesn't matter. But there's all these emotions inside the head, and they're they're running, you know, the show. Like I'm aware, I can see like my emotions going. Do 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 do. Move your eyes. Move your eyes. They can tell they're glazed over. Mm. People can see you're not listening. <laughs> and I go, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. No, your friend, your friend Betty. That, that's not what. Why would her boyfriend do that? That's so crazy. And then thirty seconds more, I go, oh, dude, wipe your chin. You're drooling. Wipe your chin. Ah, oh shit. Oh shit. There is not a day that I don't go to bed at the end of the night and I tell myself I should be a little more um, compassionate toward my son when he because he'll like he'll he'll be like oh he'll try to tell me about like he'll be like oh today at school uh, Mario got in trouble in the cafeteria and I and I'll turn him and I go why do I care why are you telling me this story and then I just go back to what I'm doing or I'll do right. or I go hey hey ask me he gets so irritated I'll go ask me if I care he goes huh ask me if I care do you care. No, I don't care. And then I just go back to what I'm doing. Cause I, and then I'll say to him, like, why are, Why do you think right now is the time to tell me this dumb story? Go work on the story first. Make sure it has some 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 good beats and then come back mm-hmm. to me with it. Because I can already tell your story sucks. It's terrible. Go away. <laughs> and I laugh to yeah. myself and I think, to like, how many times he's just trying to communicate with me on some level. He thinks that you like dialogue, so he's trying to do his own. Yeah. He, uh, this is even better. He had a uh, uh, last week. It was like Spirit Week, and he had to dress up for. Uh, there was a you know each day is something different. So like one day it's like School Pride Day we or School Color. Everybody okay. gets posted every day. We know. So so he has uh, dress for success day. What does that mean to you? How do you interpret if it's dress for success day? Just just the name alone. Like I'm not giving you any more information. If if your kid came home and it was like, hey, uh, tomorrow's dress for success day. What does that mean to you, you think? I think like a suit and tie, I guess. So your interpretation is... is Unless you're an anti-Semite, then like you have to work on the mustache and get like a whole outfit. and That's like, success? Depend- well, if you are. So if you don't like Jews, you you can't wear a suit and tie? No, if you don't like Jews, there's an outfit for that already, right? <laughs> okay. Well, like say you, you There's were, probably like- more than one. <laughs> Well, like, I don't know, say you're like, you know, if you're like James Hetfield's kid, like dress for success, it's like, you know, like wear black and start going. Hey, oh. So, okay. So a lot of the people interpreted that as to be your first thing was just like wear a suit and tie business successful. My kid dressed as George Carlin. So he came down wearing what paint, like regular like slacks and then a black T-shirt, but turned inside out. You know, because it had like graphics on it, so that he wanted to just be just jet black. That's amazing. And then he took one of my old microphones to. I was like, "Why do you need a prop?" And he's like, "Well, otherwise, I'm just a guy in you know a black shirt. I need to be you know I have the it's microphone. Hard to people do George people Carlin. know. It's hard I go, to but look. you're not bald, and you don't have white hair, and you're not you <laughs> yeah. don't have no facial hair. Yeah. And then so he was like, thirteen. Well, yeah, he goes, well, I'll go. That's amazing. He wanted to go get a, his suit on that he had for his bar mitzvah. I'm like, you're not wearing an expensive suit to school and carrying a microphone. Right. And now you could be Robert Schimmel because you you know throw a yarmulke on. Or Jackie something. Mason. You could, yeah, yeah, you could be. Right. Uh, but I just thought it was funny that to him that's that's what he deems as success. Is he he's looking at it like dress for what you want to be when you grow up. I'm like, I, I don't know that that's what the day meant. Right. Everyone else right, is right. dressed as like in suit and ties and but, business. But you know what? He's on to something. That's super cool. That's who he picked. That's amazing. But he's on to something because, like, what is what do you view as success, right? So he may be like, oh, I just... Entertainment. For what, sure. well, no, what if he just showed up in a polo and he's like, well, this is me. I have three healthy kids and I have the... He's light. got a pop collar and sunglasses backwards on his hat. He's like, I'm just going to be some, like, a rich coke. What if you put, like, face tattoos? <laughs> like, Post Malone is very commercially successful. Yes. You but, know what I mean? Yeah. Or what if he just, like, had a white shirt and was like, I have the... I have the light of the Lord inside me, which means I'm a success in life. I guess everybody else interpreted the thing as one way, and then he interpreted it a completely different way. I love that about him. I think that's great. <laughs> just, I think it's... I'm it's like, just, listen, you better break... If that microphone comes home and it's in any worse condition... I did a an evaluation of it before he left with it. I haven't used the thing in but 15 years. I haven't guess, used it would, in 15 years. Would anyone guess George Carlin? No, but I'm guaranteeing you he had a couple of jokes in his pocket, and he was doing the... You know, he was walking... He's like, here's another list of people that should be tied to a tree and disemboweled with a wooden spoon. <laughs> yes. Wow. 
That's so. super cool. But it is kind of funny that we all immediately go to financial success. Yeah, it is. Just knee jerk, go to that. Success. I mean, that's what I assumed, and I guess I without any. What if you want a little flower shop, a little boutique, and you make flowers, and that's success to you? It is. It is. What if you, uh, you know, grew up homeless, and now just to be sub, you know, subbing out of like a tiny little studio apartment, you've made it. I mean, you're not going to school, so I don't know if you're homeless. I don't know that you're going and taking part in Trust for Success Day. All right. You, I mean. You bring up a real good point about my homeless yeah. part. Yeah, that's for sure. I think that's awesome that he's George Carlin, though. That's insane. There's a lot of stuff happening in the news, a lot of important things happening with the president and in the, uh, the, you know, what do you call it, the um, Supreme Court Politics. Justice. Judge Kavanaugh. Judge Kavanaugh and all this other stuff. Unfortunately, we ran out of time, so we can't talk about it. But, uh, you know, hopefully by the next time we podcast, the Cubs will have clinched this um, wild card card position here and move on in the playoffs. And uh, we will find out what's going to happen with uh, the Supreme Court. We'll we'll break down the cabinet. The president will be there, won't be there. Who knows? I'm not sure. But uh, that, that is episode 191 of the Hammond Man podcast. We will see you later.